Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Sealess Bones Podcast, your cultivators of the comic culture. I'm your host, AJ. I've got Red and Luke in the house. And I already messed up. I was not supposed to say podcast, but oh well. This <laughs> <laughs> is all good. Welcome to the Sealess Villains variety show. <laughs> the late night talk show. Yeah, yeah. Late night with Jimmy Fallon and the C-list villains. <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight on this uh, lovely Monday evening? Are you guys hitting getting that storm that we're getting in SoCal? A little bit of it. Man, it was raining like crazy today. Well, we needed it. Yeah, we definitely need that rain. Hold on. Let me stick this to you. Little L.A. girl. Oh, um, LA Kanye? Girl. Kanye? What? You spoiled little LA girl, Kanye? Yes, West? yes, yes. Robocop. Robocop. Underrated song, man. Underrated song. <laughs> <clears throat> you doing, Miss O? Hope your mother's doing okay. Hello, Miss O. Thank you for tuning in. Luke, how was your uh, spring break? It was really fun. Yeah, I just. Hanging out with the wife and kids, and uh, buying some comic collections, and yeah, you, you came up with some big, some big books, some big books, in, in multiples too. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a good week. Let me let me ask you when when you get these because uh, I know you you know I'm pretty sure I've asked you this before, but was this a blind purchase or did you know what was in there? Blind, hundred percent blind. Seriously. And the other guy was like, whatever. He was like, he he must have known what he had, right? Yeah. I think, well, no, somewhat. We looked through the, well, when I got there, we looked through the boxes a little bit. But it was blind going in. I didn't know what was was in there. But he was super cool. And we both, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of the point now where I, when I buy collections from people, I don't barter too much anymore i just kind of give them what they're asking now i'm like okay <laughs> you know because i want to like uh i don't there there's some guys in portland who come ac- who have a reputation of being like extreme low ballers and they have like right. really bad reputations oh man so if someone's like um and then people stop selling to them so and I don't advertise at all. Some guys post, you know, like cash for comics, cash for comics, cash for oh, comics. Oh yeah, all over, all over um, Craigslist, right? And, and, and everywhere, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, everywhere, cash for comics, cash for comics. Guys make big posters in Portland, put them on the uh, posts, you know, light poles around town. Well, you right. said there's about twelve comic books within a ten miles, ten ten mile radius. Uh no, now there's about 35. Wow, way off. Wow. So there's there's a battle for whoever has a private collection. There's a battle. But now I don't but now I've I've built my reputation so I don't I, people just call me now. I'm like, "All right, welcome." So this guy, he knew of you or he he would he asked around and they were like, "Yeah, Luke, Luke, he's he he's the guy to We met at a show. We met at a comic show. Gotcha. And I didn't pressure him at all. And three or four months went by, and then it uh, 
I called him. He said, yeah, come on over. And happened all happened in about an hour. <laughs> nice. Nice. And did you did you tell him like hey tell your friends about me or or just like you know if you have any more or you run into something yeah totally yeah if you have any more oh he actually <laughs> and there was a massive uh, theft actually a couple weeks ago a storage unit in my town Damascus um uh, and this is kind of like don't do storage units uh, with expensive valuables a guy had two hundred long boxes his neighbor storage unit cut a hole in the wall Whoa. <laughs> put all of the boxes into his unit just moved them and then wow. the wall so no one knew how did but i mean like the the wall you could when when someone patches a wall you could see that it's a patch no because he um he went in and it was it's an inside storage unit so you can open the door from the inside so he he did it so you, he, no one could tell. Um, well, they eventually could tell because they caught him. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, couldn't you tell from the the other like like the the side that he stole from? He had to have like you can't you can't like he must you could tell from that side. Right? Well, but it's not like nice drywall. It's like uh, you know what I mean. I think it's like I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know the details of it. I just right, right. attached it. Yeah, it's, it it's just it's just plywood, whatever else, and cover it up just to make sure there's at least a yeah, what do you call it? A yeah, <laughs> yeah, thickness between each each unit. Jeez, man! And usually oh, those are just like fire rated boards. Yeah, he didn't even move it like off site. He had it on site, and then he was selling it out of there. Like <laughs> <laughs> he must have been staking them out for months. Yeah, no, he did it all around Portland. He had like five, he would rent units, cut holes, steal everything, patch the hole, um, go to another one. He did it constantly all around Portland. So he was a, they, they finally nailed him. Wow. Oh, so it wasn't just, he, he's not just a comic book uh, dude. He, he just would, whatever he could get from whatever neighbor he had, I guess, right? Totally. And so he thought he hit the jackpot. Yeah. Damn. But um, but we're such a small community. I mean, even with 35 shops, we all know each other. So the word got around fast. And a bunch of people were setting up sting operations. And, and, and one, uh, all the shops had sting operations set up. And then uh, he, he walked in. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, so the guy knew what he had in the boxes. and. Yep. Okay. Yep, but he yep. said he kept good inventory of what he had in there. Otherwise, a lot of that stuff has to be insured because you can't even buy a storage unit until you get insurance for it. Totally. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't buy a storage unit unless you get insurance for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be liable for your stuff being damaged or stolen. So Is that like a new policy? Because I, when I was looking around for it, it was right there, right, right on the not on the fine print, but right at the top of the page. Like, hey, before you ran out. Get your own insurance or get insurance through them. Yes, it's I call it Nerdvana, Miss So it's Nerdvana out here. Yeah. I actually I had an idea of um of doing like a nerdcation, saying like if you know, like setting up come out for the weekend and I'll take you to all like the comic shops and like we'll go, you know. <laughs> yeah, like a comic tour. 
Yeah, well, it's got to be more like comics and craft beer. Yeah, and then we'll go, and then we'll have the meal set up. So, like, Reverend runs barbecue, Reverend's barbecue for lunch, and then like a, a nice meal in the evening, and then like, you know what I mean? Like, make it like a fun weekend. Charge like I don't know, a couple hundred Portland's bucks. Portland's nice. Portland is really nice. So it's, I think it's a. That's a beautiful idea. Or like I'll do it like the weekend before uh, your convention or something. Yeah, so I don't know. It just leads up cool. to it. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome, actually. What is the big con that you guys have again? RCC. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Rose City, and you better get your butt out this time, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> when is it? When is it? Uh, September, September 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. Okay, I've got some time then. I better book that now. Yeah, you gotta book your, you gotta book it. I actually, I need to book the booth. I'm gonna do a double booth this year. Oh, book a double booth. Well, you did luck out last year when, when the guy next to you didn't show up and then he just offered whoever another 500 bucks on top of what you already had spent on the first booth. Yeah, that worked. Yeah. Last year I got like a two for one deal, but um, a lot of guys got two for ones last year because a lot of vendors were freaked out with COVID. Wait, how much is a is a table at the at the con? It's uh seven seventy five for a one booth, and then to a double booth would be double that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, how, how was your booth over at uh? Was was it a uh, no? Wait, no, that's not. That's not that one swap meet place, but where's that? Where was that again? The little card show, the card card store that you went to on Sunday. Oh yeah, so I, it was more of like a pop up thing. Um, you know what? To be quite honest with you, it was um, the foot traffic wasn't what I expected, but um, there was a lot of connections that were made. Um, so we'll see. You know, I've I've got to stay with these these different people that I connected with. A lot of us nice. were all, um, like I had talked to a couple of the, the tables and they had, they had done other pop-up type of events. Um, but this was their first time at this particular, it's basically it was a card shop during the week, but the shop is really big. And so on weekends they'll have like little events. Yeah. And, this past Sunday was actually like a toy geek toy and, and like collectibles event. So I, I, I just got a small table. Um, like I said, the foot traffic itself wasn't what I was expecting. I was hoping a little bit more, but so I, how, how many people came to your table? Um, I don't know. I mean, okay. How many transactions did you do? Wait, wait, say that again. Did you sell anything? And if yes, how many transactions? I, I did okay, but it's it wasn't um, what I was expecting. You know, uh, I thought I would do a little bit better, um, but then I kind of realized because I was talking to some of the other uh, this other vendor, like the stuff that I have is a little more. It's not like high end, but it's like collectible stuff, right? And dude, you just gotta come set a table up here in Portland at these little. I did a little. Comic swap, four hours, ten grand. Oh wow! <laughs> Portland is like a nerd. You just gotta come to Portland. 
Well, <clears throat> I found out that this past weekend there was four different um, shows going on. So, oh no, three, three. So we were competing with some other ones that I didn't know about. And in the uh, same vicinity, or all in Southern California, yeah. Okay. All like within either Orange County, LA, you know. And so we were competing with other ones, and then the foot traffic. And you know, I was talking to another guy that I met. Um, he's done other events, and he was like, "Yeah, the 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 weekend was okay. It was, we made a lot of good connections and networking, but a lot of people were bringing like their kids, and like kids aren't gonna be like you know, no no one's gonna like a kid might see a Stan Lee pop, but their dad's the parents not gonna pay a hundred dollars for that pop, you know." Instead, they're going to buy him a pack of Pokemon cards or like three, four, or five bucks, you know? See, I tell my kids, you can get whatever you want. Anything. You can pick out one thing. And they always pick out like this, like this, like like a $10 toy. <laughs> right, right, right. They're pretty I'm practical. Like, you can get anything. I would literally buy you anything you want. I want this $10 toy. You know, I'm like, all right. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it was cool. I mean, it was my first time ever doing some sort of pop-up event, and it's not going to distract. It's not going to stop me from wanting to do more. I actually, I from talking to some of the other tables, they gave me recommendations of other local pop-ups that where like there's more like collectors that that are willing to spend more money. Oh, I'm not in the I'm not in the the East Coast though, brother John. Okay, what what was the most expensive thing on your table? Um, the most I had, I had two hot toys, one for four fifty, another for three fifty, and then a um, Back to the Future of flux capacitor for five hundred. Okay, that's the one from the from San Diego. No, I bought this just recently. Okay, um, and then what was the most expensive book that you're selling? I didn't bring any books. I only brought uh, toys. toys and pops. Yeah. Okay. All right. I brought I brought a short box um, of variants, but I mean that was like I wasn't expecting to sell any of that. It was it was mainly toys and pops that I was trying to sell. Okay. And member like little memorabilia stuff. All right. Well, what was your uh, grand total minus your? <sighs> I'm not saying that on the air, man. Well, just do just give me Who four cares? Figures. No, no one cares. I did okay. I did all right. I did all right. We'll just leave it at that. I'm not going right. to say anymore. All right. So you, you didn't sell your grails at all? None of your grails? Uh, that, like, when you say grails, those are all like, I'm keeping that stuff until, okay. until it's like time to really, until it's like life changing, life altering uh, stuff. So, yeah. Like a, like a, like a, you know, that, that, <laughs> That that one that goes on this finger. <laughs> I mean, that, that's got. Yeah, well, life altering. That's all. I get <laughs> that's right, herbs. The IRS is listening, but you know, I think I think AJ works for a little. He's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pay my taxes. Yeah, I do I'm too. A, I do too. I'm the LLC. I gotta pay my taxes. <laughs> Uh, well, before we start the show, uh, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you know when we're on. 
And um, again, we're trying to get to 500 subscribers. And yes, we do have a giveaway. We haven't forgot about it yet. Um, we'll figure something out very, very soon. I may even have another um, another giveaway to give, but uh, it's in the works. So we'll see. Maybe it was one of those hot toys that he was selling. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Hey, man, sometimes you got to give something up real big. That way we can get those numbers that we're looking for. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. When I get that, we'll see. He's like, nah, never mind. No, no. Um, well, let's start off with some pop culture sad news. Um, this hit me pretty hard. Uh, Taylor Hawkins, drummer of Foo Fighters, one of my favorite bands. He passed away. Um, R.I.P. to Taylor Hawkins and R.I.P. to the Foo or condolences to his family and to the Foo Fighters. Um, we lost one of the greats when it when it comes to uh, drummers. Also, um, uh, Alanis Morissette's drummer. Oh, really? That I did not know. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, the they stole they stole him from Alanis Morissette. Dave did. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, because it, it was oh. Dave Grohl who was the, the first drummer for the Foo Fighters, and then he moved on to guitar. Well, uh, Dave Grohl, on his first album, he wrote and played all the instruments. He didn't have an actual band yet, so he did everything. Mm -hmm. And then he um, he eventually picked up band members. Yeah, he stole, he stole Taylor from Alanis Morissette, which was, I guess, a good move because she kind of petered out. <laughs> And they yeah. just kept being bigger, bigger, bigger. Yeah. I mean, I mean every every great musician out there has has gone from band to band, right? Yeah, a lot of a lot of them have for sure. But he was Taylor's was is super involved. Like he was, he had a ton of projects going on. Like he has projects going with like like a lot of hip hop guys, and like he he was a big time studio guy. Yeah. Yeah. He would sit he, in on a lot of a lot of records. He is like I I don't want to say the opposite of Travis Barker, but he's not all up in the in the uh, like hey hey look at me type of deal, you know. But his resume speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Yes. Can you, can you name some of that off, off the top of your head? Uh, would. Off the top of my, I mean, other than like all the Foo Fighters hits, you mean, or okay, and then what else has he done? What was his, what's uh, his discography, I guess, what you call hmm. oh, man, off the top of the dome? Jesus, I don't know off the top of my dome, to tell you the truth. You okay. caught me in a um, you stumped me there. I well, you're you're such a big audiophile, especially with Foo Fighters and even Weezer, Weezer's your main band. Uh, yeah, uh, I would say, uh, yeah, Weezer, Foo Fighters, and Incubus are top three bands for me. Speaking of which, one of my buddies went to the, I guess there was an Incubus concert in Vegas over the weekend, and he was like, it's all old people now. And I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> No one knows about Incubus now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> people our age. Yeah, people our age. So yeah, I mean, they they were definitely. Um, he he went and he was like, "It's all old people." I saw them in two thousand two. 
2002, I saw Incubus. Right. That would that was the that was the um, morning view morning view concert then or morning view tour probably something like that. Yeah, I saw them on. Uh, I saw them in. I've seen them. I think the last tour I saw was um, the one with talk shows on mute. That was like mid 2000s, I guess, mid 2005-ish, I guess. Okay, he's looks like he's done some songs here, highlights. Oh, yeah, he's done songs on the Foo Fighters albums. Yeah, he, he can't he fix this, Overture, Queen of the Clowns, Middle Child, Get the Money. Who's the coattail writers? I'm not familiar with them. It's probably one of his side projects. Hence the name. Tie your mother down. Oh, with Queen. Play with probably play with Queen. I guess I said yeah, that could be a side band, but yeah, I guess the majority of stuff is with Dave Grohl. Yeah. I'm just kind of wondering if they're even like I know that Dave Grohl and, and Taylor Hawkins, they were very close. So I'm wondering, is this enough for I mean, I don't know. I, I just I think it's gonna be a long time. Before another Foo Fighters album, album or, or tour, yeah, I because I, they were they were touring just recently, obviously. Oh yeah, they were um, still on tour when he died, but yeah, I, I think I'm gonna postpone it, go through the grieving process, and then finish off the tour. But no, it, they probably won't come back to the the tour's done. I think so too. Yeah. Was that the they're last? Gonna... Was that the last date or? Oh no, they had they had. They had a ton more dates. No, they weren't. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do the tour. Yeah. They'll probably take. Uh, it probably. I mean, Dave Grohl's like a. He's so he's like the hard hardest working guy in rock and roll. I mean, my guess is they'll probably take a year off and then maybe next year jump group, out. find another drummer because there's a bunch of drummers out there still. I mean, they're yeah, not they're they, not Taylor they, quality, but they'll be there to. To fill in, I have a feeling they may not even get a replacement. I I have a feeling like Grohl might just go back to drumming and singing because they've got enough uh, guitarists on the on the the band themselves. He could just take up the drumming and and, and sing. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's mostly his drum solo on Hero, right? That's him. I mean, Taylor made it better, but it's it's always going to be a day girl solo. Yeah. So I mean, um, you know, I don't, I don't want. I know that um, yes, Taylor has had his struggles over the years. Um, so hopefully, you know, um, Foo Fighters will come back um, stronger and better than ever. Um, again, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. And uh, we lost, we lost a good one there, guys. Um, let's move on to something a little lighter, I guess. I don't know if you want to call it a little lighter, but um, the slap heard around the world. <laughs> Even ESPN was talking about this shit, man. They were, yeah, they were talking about this morning. I was cracking up. Um, if you guys don't know, if you've been living under a rock. Um, yes, last night during the Oscars, Will Smith, after 
Chris Rock had made a G.I. Jane joke reference to uh, Jada. Jada. Will Smith went up on stage, slapped Chris Rock, sat down and proceeded to tell him, don't ever talk about my fucking wife. Or what did he say? Don't fucking ever keep my wife out your fucking mouth, I think is what he said. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do we care about this? I mean, I mean, it's, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy, right? I wasn't even watching it. I, I got my phone started buzzing right when it happened because all the tweets were st- started coming in. And I was I was busy watching Walking Dead, so that oh, took my attention more. But the memes this morning started coming in, and yeah. Oh yeah, the the the, the, um, the comic memes are going crazy right now. Yeah, the the, the internet. Is undefeated on that, so they're, they're everybody's quick to do all that stuff, and uh, it, it made my day. I love the uh Batman slapping Robin reference that was all over Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, there's a couple of good ones. It's I haven't uh, seen good. Yeah. No, I think it's 100% fake. Yeah, uh, he smiled. Uh, it's 100% you- fake. The Oscars had their worst ratings in history last year. They were set to even bomb harder last night. And the only thing that sells is scandal right now. So I don't think to- it was fake, man. I don't think it was. I think um well go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, even like Chris, he's leaning forward. And then if you look closely, Will's hand doesn't like like goes past him. <laughs> Like goes like that. Yeah, I mean, he makes contact. It's it's not like, yeah, it's not really like a full on slap because he would have been knocked back, right? And if if Will is leaning back, he's really holding back his swing. Well, and it goes past his face. There's no even abrupt stop. No, there there was there was. If you saw the slow motion, it's it's it. He made contact, but it, it probably wasn't full power. Yeah. I think it was just but, set up to. Uh, yeah, plus, you know, April Fool's Day is just right around the corner. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to agree with Eman. Um, I think it was real um, because Will Smith, yeah, he, he's he been, he, he won the Oscar, but the last was a year with the whole um, entanglement thing. It kind of like it made it wasn't a good look on Will Smith. What letting his wife go fucking some other dude? But I guess they were they were separated at the time, so she had freedom to do whatever she wanted. Yeah, but I mean that that whole thing is it, it sounded like he was pretty much emasculated, right? Well, that's on him. That's on dude. Him. He hasn't been with Jada since two thousand five, like. She's been in an open relationship with another dude for since then. Like he gave his blessing for it. Yeah, and, and he's doing the same thing. Yes, like they're not in a marriage; they're in a partnership. Like they're yeah. not they're not like having sex; they're just in a partnership. They're co-parenting. They're co-parenting. They're in a business relationship. He gave his blessing for this weird twenty-one-year-old dude that. Jada dated for like a decade. <laughs> so weird. 
Yeah, it is weird, but it looks, I mean, doesn't it look, didn't that whole thing look bad on him? Like, it just did not make him look like. No, nah, it was petty. You know, plus it puts a target on every comedian's back where they can't talk shit about anybody anymore. You know, it's that's the whole point of being a comedian is to, you know, you have certain points of view, but you're you're welcome to, you know, get every every side of the coin mad at you for something you're gonna say or some joke. Yeah, yeah. Will has thin, man. That guy doesn't care. That's his, I just think it was fake. Come on, man. He's this. He, he he knows all the comedians out there. You know, he's Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, and they're all in the same brotherhood. Like they're all gonna <laughs> talk shit on each other, and then especially on on their wives. Like, you know. They're just gonna let it all pass. Yeah. Uh, just, like, think... just like you and I, or any one of our friends, we'll just we, we'll we'll kind of rag on each other, but it's still gonna be all good. Right. Right. Well, I'm petty though, so. Yeah, um... I know you are. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't. That has nothing to do with anything. But yeah. Um. I mean, it wasn't even a bad joke, right? No, no, no. And and, and I'll I'll give him an excuse. Maybe Chris didn't know about her little condition, about um her hair loss, and uh, you know, it it's it's not cancer, but you know, it's still a condition. But he he was just assuming that you know Jada always had worn her hair short, or always yeah. had gone bald. So he it was a bad joke. To reference GI Jane, but still within Chris Rock's wheelhouse of you know telling that type of joke. All right, um, I'll be, we'll put the nail in the coffin on this. Except I have one more thing to ask you guys. Okay, let's just say I know Luke. You don't think it's real, but if it was real, if it was. And you, if you look, and I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. If you watch the the video, he will initially laughs at the joke, and then you see Jada not happy about it, and that's where he it looks like oh he's like oh I got to do something to stand up to her right. Would it have been bad to be like Jada? It's just a joke. Chill the fuck out. Or did he did he have to do what he had to do, or could he have just sit, told her like? Dude, chill the fuck out. It's not. It's not that. No. Because I'd probably be the same way. Like, someone would say something. I'd be like, ah, it's funny. That I'd my wife would be like, if my wife was mad about it, I'd be like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, <laughs> now I got to do something. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's not the first time he he made a joke about Jada anyway. And she just rolled her eyes, and you know. And she's mad. Take it backstage. You don't have to deal with it right in front of a studio audience. That's true. No, That's true. no I'm telling you guys, man, this is stage. <laughs> this is stage. <laughs> That's why they're not, they're not taking away the award from Will because they they knew they needed something exciting to happen during the award ceremony. Because oh, man, that, that, that award show's dead. That award show's so dead. <laughs> Like, I don't need I don't need this governing body of movies to tell me what movies is, and you know what best movies out there or best actor like dude I'll watch whatever I want to watch you know that's great that they all give them this little you know uh I guess recognition of achievement golden statue no one, no, yeah. one, no one really cares I'm 
Oh, you back when you're younger, I think the MTV Movie Awards had had more had more buzz than the actual Oscars. Yeah, I mean the the MTV MTV Music Awards had more more uh, appeal than the uh, Grammys. Yeah, because yeah. it was within our age group. Yeah, and all this all this entertainment is driven by the youth. So all yeah. this highbrow stuff. The Grammys, the Oscars—they're—they're they're for people our age, or or big old audiophiles or cinephiles. Yeah. Miss, um, so I consider the joke pretty tame. To how usually is I never watch Oscars anymore, so didn't care. Yeah, I think uh, most of us didn't really care. It was just—it was so. There was out something of the better. On, there was something better on TV that last night. All right. Yeah. There was Walking Dead. And then how the universe works on on sci-fi, on science channel. Isn't that what's in that scientist guy? Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, he's he's on there sometimes. Okay, I thought that was his show, but maybe no, not. no, no. It's it's all it's a round table of, of scientists on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. and if you're you're if you're big on space, that's the show to watch. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, let's move on to actual comic related news. Um, yeah. Um, oh, ult- slap ult- me silly. <laughs> Ultimate Fallout Four sold for thirty k. I guess it was over the weekend. Um, now it's not the um, the regular cover. It's the I can't even pronounce the guy's name. Djivic. Djivic variant. I guess I think that was a one in fifty or was it one in twenty five? I can't remember. But it was a ratio variant. Um, and I believe from what the headline I saw, it sold on what not for $30,000. Um, there's been a couple other sales at that price for that one. So, oh, really? That's not the first time it's hit that. No, oh, it hit that sh- last year, too. Oh, man, 2000 sale. Uh, okay, that, I didn't know it hit that last year. Yeah, my buddy actually had his nine eight up for thirty thousand over the fall. I think he sold it. Yeah, last fall for thirty thousand. So. Damn. Uh, there's a shop near me that has three, uh, two nine fours and a nine six, and they are like five thousand, seven thousand, nine thousand. But Damn. um, it it's got big so fast that it's kind of like. Yeah, like a guy, if he wants to spend thirty thousand on it, that's fine. No one else is going to though. That doesn't yeah. right. that, that doesn't yes. book is worth thirty thousand now. That yes. just means one sold. Like okay. Like giant size X-Men's are coming down now, you know. Well, it's gonna go giant size X-Men is gonna go back up though once once uh they hit Disney, you know. It could, but I mean, it, it went from twenty thousand to sixty thousand in like two months, and then and now it's like it's like going back down. <laughs> like with things good that like that the, the Jujovic was like a thousand dollar book, and now it's thirty thousand in a year. Like what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, maybe that's there's some fucking venture capitalists out there trying to raise the prices on comics right now, and. They're the only the ones with that has the money that really buy these things. Anyway. Well, and that's exactly what it is because there are guys who, you know, they've got some intense wealth and they're just pouring it in and they don't care. 
you know, the $30,000 is a write-off anyways for them. Yeah. They'll just roll it into their LLC. Do you think that with this book... Okay, let me ask you... Let me rephrase that. Do you think there'll ever be a dip where it'll be somewhat realistically affordable for most people? Well, for a nine eight, I mean, you could still get a raw one for a few thousand, but if you but want a to get nine eight graded, do you think it'll ever hit, it'll never be below ten k anymore? Right? I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of years with the with the industry? Hard to tell. And if things are going to go digital, price of actual books are going to go up. Yeah, for back issues, for sure. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. there's if there's a uh, also a resurgence on the character, or you know, the movie does better than expected, then that that price is also going to go up. I don't think there's ever ever going to be a downside to the to those books, like especially like books like ASM three hundred. I've never seen that thing a dip at all. No, it, it goes that one. I think for me, from my observation, ASM three hundred does go through peaks and valleys, but overall, it, it's gone up. Yeah, not like it, like not like the X Men books, because X Men books go on this real good high, and then a real big drop. Yeah, I I think you know like with like for instance Wolverine that will always be um, sought after you know yeah but any other X Men character it's just you know there's a big valley between the values yeah I mean I haven't been following because for a while I was I was looking into maybe getting NYX three but I haven't looked at prices lately I'm I'm assuming they've dipped. Recently, because she's not like a hot character anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 steadily falling, but not not big enough to really hit the market. Not okay. hard. Yeah, hopefully uh, it'll it'll dip to like a, a high grade one. Still is going to cost you about right, run me four hundred, maybe, or I could be wrong. I don't even know anymore. Luke, uh, we're all high grade, more like six seven hundred. Okay. Okay, that's that's doable. Let me look right now. NYX three. People on eBay are asking about anywhere between fifteen uh, twenty two hundred, about twenty two hundred. Yeah, well, that's not a fever. Yeah. All right. Um, any. Any other books, Luke? That uh, okay? Let's let let's uh, take the ultimate Fallout Four out of this. Well, on the high end, on on T Collector is four fifty. Low end, really, really. You gotta really remember, end. it's not a it's not a rare book. Edge of Spider Verse Two is, was a low print count. Fallout Four was not a low print count. There's guys that have long boxes full of these. Long boxes full of them, and they'll they'll sell like ten at a time. But they've got like three hundred of them. Yeah, they don't want to water down the market too fast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, do you think um, there'll be another book of a modern 
a modern book that's going to hit around that that price anytime soon? Mm, the Fallout? I don't think so. Other than Batman Who think, Laughs? The only thing I could think of is um, something still in the children, but... You know, if that hits Walking Dead status, but even Walking Dead isn't insane, you know. Yeah, I mean, Walking Dead hit did hit what I think at its peak, right? It hit twenty k mm-hmm. when it first came out. Peak, yeah. yeah, but that was like what a decade ago. Now it's probably like a couple thousand. Totally. Yeah. Let's see. Um. I mean, I'm trying to think about any other characters that could that could uh, hit that that price point. I mean, I think for a while everyone was thinking Miss Marvel might, but uh, oh, think Kamala Khan. Yeah, but I think with the the trailer, people were not as um, people are off of that. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be like a kid show. It's going to be good for teens. But collectors, the old gold guy collectors are like, ooh, no. Yeah. How about how about Deadpool? Once uh, MCU Deadpool comes out, do you think that'll pop up a bit? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that will. I mean, uh, the thing is, the, the thing, that's even got that's got even more copies than um, than any of these books that are that, that have been out. Though so, I mean that was like close to a million dollars million copies at that point. And that wasn't even well, because back then, like 300,000 books was not was a small print run. Yeah, like I sell these books that are like it's like limited edition signed um, signed comic. It'll be like ten thousand. Like the artist was signing ten thousand comics and numbering them. Was that the the Mister T book? I remember there was like a seven thousand signed run on that. Yeah, one. I was like, what the heck? And now it's like. 100, 200, you know, 300. Dude, uh, 7,000, so many. Mr. Did Mr. T sign those books as well? Or just he did. Yeah, he signed yeah, a bunch. Signed a number. He probably didn't number them, but he his signature is just like three lines. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jim Lee's. I actually like Jim Lee's signature, though. I, I can't I, even I, make it out. Is it like a backwards J? Looks like an M. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. Um, well, my favorite autograph is J. Scott Campbell. That's my favorite one. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not one of those uh, craniacs who go for the uh, the blood, the bloody signatures or the <laughs> the rainbow, the rainbow rainbows. I mean, he he has a just the overall look of the signature. I'd have to say I like J. Scott Campbell's the most. Uh, my, my vote's for Adam Hughes because it's so simple. Is it the A-H? A-H, exclamation point. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that, yeah. What about you, Luke? Is there an artist that whose signature you like the most? Um, You know what? I like uh, I like David Mack's signature. I like David Finch's. David like Finch, where did you get? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking uh, the fin- David. Is it David Fincher? Not that David Finch. Uh, well, how about is David Max a, a stamp or an actual signature? 
He has an actual signature. Okay. Yeah. It's, but so does Peach Momoko. She has a stamp and a signature, right? Yeah, she has her artist chop. And then she has her uh, signature. I'm looking at my box to see what signatures I like. Neil Adams is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty straight. And then younger Stan Lee signatures are always cleaner. Yeah, younger Stan Lee. And, and Neil Adams always had a, he's always got a nice signature as well. Dude, I passed on a Stan Lee signed book from 1967, a ballpoint signature on a cover. It was the most beautiful signature. It was like nothing else. I saw it at a con for 200 bucks and I passed on it. Oh man. I, what, what, what book was it? It was some Silver Age book, some Spider Man from the 60s. Ah. Which I've means got, that, that that ballpoint ink or the pen will actually made indentations in, in the inside pages yeah. then. Had to have. Yeah. And nobody signed covers then. Nobody did. No, they signed the inside of the cover. Yeah, the first page. Yeah. Mm hmm. Back when I was a kid, um, I got a couple signatures from Stan Lee um, from this comic shop in Pleasanton, Pleasanton, California. I forgot the name of the shop. Um, he signed it with uh, Sharpie, right? And these signatures are at least, at this point, close to 30 years old. And I remember someone saying that, like, Sharpie signatures, they're going to fade. They're going to, you know, you don't want to get a signature on a Sharpie and I'm like that is not true. These these signatures I have are like close to 30 years old, and they're still uh, they're still legible. I even had one. I had him sign a poster, and um, I had it hung up on the wall. And even though the poster is faded and a little bit of the signature is faded, it's still there. So I don't know who who I don't know if the guy was just hating on signatures, but Sharpie oh, yeah. signatures um, they will last. Totally. Well, probably the, the, the formulas for Sharpies back then didn't really have that staying power. <laughs> so as soon as when you got to the point where you got your first Stanley signature with a with a with a with a permanent marker. Wait, do you have a picture by chance, AJ, that you took with them? No, I don't. That was the thing, like um I wish I did, but I, I don't have a picture of him with him when I was a kid. Because back oh. then it was it was it was free. It's not like, um, you know, every we I remember going and it was like, I think five signatures free, you know. And, you know, when Stan was alive, the, the lines were like, you know, you're waiting two or three hours, you know. But I remember like back then because my dad took me and we waited maybe like 40 minutes and we thought that was long, you know. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But yeah, I didn't have the wherewithal, nor did my dad to like bring bring a camera. I mean, my dad was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take you to the shop." Yeah, he, he had no clue who Stanley was. <laughs> well, then, yeah, at that point, no one knew that the Marvel product was going to be anything bigger than just out of comic books, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look at Miss So's comment. She never had anything signed. So you should get some 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 items signed because it'll probably put value to the to the book or whatever you got, you had that was signed. So whether a DVD, uh, book, even a poster, uh, it's something for for you really. 
mm-hmm. I'll have that uh, a sentimental value. Yeah. Um, she also stated the only thing she's gotten signed was Oops. a David. David. Oh, wait. David uh, Copperfield. David. David Copperfield signed our ticket stubs after his show. <laughs> does he still perform? Yeah, he still does. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, he still does Vegas. Yeah, he's still uh still making that big yeah big I think he's still he's still at the MGM. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, he probably does like a what roughly uh three month show and then closes up for the year. Like all these all these acts in Vegas have that that kind of contract now. Like, oh the three month um thing yeah. and that's it. Yeah, three month booking. Man, that's that's the life right there, dude. Well, Work three months out of the year. Well, you know, Britney Spears did it. Celine Dion did it. Uh, who else? Uh, they did a Michael Jackson one and Beatles. They're going through the whole yeah. catalog, and I guess they had the Cirque du Soleil people doing it. Yeah, I shouldn't say work three months out of the year because I know that they're working before that to get everything ready. But oh yeah, 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 yeah. But only work that three months, and there's your season, and then. Take a break and then yeah. go back at it. Yeah. And uh, to go back on on signatures, notable mention. I also love George Perez's signature. That that's a good one to have. Uh, Dude, never seen I it before. Up like five signed books this week by him. Really? Yeah, six bucks each. I was stoked. What? Dude, I don't even know. Wow. That's a, you got a good deal on those. I mean, considering his health and all that stuff, he's not signing anymore. So, no. How about Len Wein? Is it Len Wein's signature kind of unique and It's what? What did you say? What? What did you say, Luke? Oh, Len Wein's signature is awful. It's just like. <laughs> There's no top. Like a half there. cursive. I, I know. I know. AJ like, has a is signed out. L E N W. Yeah. Well, I know AJ has a Wolverine with the top of the head, the Funko. Yeah, it's, I have a, a, it's, it's yeah. right there, right in front of you, right on your table. I guess I know where you're at. Your house. <laughs> no, it's not. It's I. I have it. I can get it real quick. Yeah, might as well show us. All right, I'll show it. Give me a second here. Yeah. I think I was like, I, the year before he died, where he had Len Wein sign that thing, and he, he told me all about Len, but I didn't have anything for him to sign, and so I, I missed out on that. And then months later, he kicks the bucket. That was his last appearance at WonderCon. And look at this George Perez signature. That is a pretty signature. See, let me find another Len Wein there. Yeah. Len Wein. That's sad looking at that picture of George right there. Yeah, it looks real healthy. So healthy. Let's see. There's a that's a man one. fit to build a uh, comic empire. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's still kicking it. All right. All right. Here's my Wolverine Funko. And there's this signature. 
got a smarter spirit than that. I think it's faded a little bit over time. It's like writes it out. Yeah. Is that a heart or a circle above the eye? I guess it's a circle because of, yeah, a circle above the eye. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was wrong. <laughs> that was a pretty signature. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to throw out there? Anything uh, you guys are looking forward for this week as far as comic books? Well, we got a uh, Wednesday uh, first episode of Moon Knight. So we should be doing our review on that the day after. Yes. I assume. Okay. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I haven't seen anything on the new comic book day stuff. Nothing really exciting pops up. Um. And then no new trailers to really speak of. Unless you guys got something. Nope. Nope. Uh, Luke, anything you want to throw out there? Oh, it's pretty chill, man. Just got to uh, sort through some new boxes and it's loving life. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, Red, what is our text line? Oh, 209-975-7597. Yeah. Get us up day or night. Uh, Miss So, it's actually this week. It'll be out this Wednesday. I don't, I don't think she has um, uh, Disney Plus, but if you do, watch it because we'll be on Thursday talking about it. Oh, thanks for <laughs> reminding me of my Batman Who Last Comics. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know someone who knows somebody who also knows somebody that the this person bought it from Merca Andolfo, the actual page. To the first appearance of Batman Who Laughs. So whoever has it, yeah, he's sitting on the gold mine. Supposedly. We'll see. We'll see. You know, right? We don't know for sure. Yeah. That guy that knows that guy who knows that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky dude. Yeah. <laughs> right, AJ? Um, <laughs> well, with that being said, guys, um, thank you for tuning in. Again, um, we, we've got a, a giveaway we're going to do fairly soon. Um, and again, um, let your friends, family know about the show. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday to uh, talk about Moon Knight. Peace out, guys. Yep. You're just an L.A. girl. <laughs> Peace. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Seedless Villains podcast. Your cultivators of the comic culture. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and email us at sealessvillains at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail or text us at 209-975-7597. Be sure to join Luke Week's Facebook group, Rare Keys and First Appearance Comics. And you can follow us on our two Instagram accounts, Sealess Villains and Sealess Villains Podcast. Lastly, follow the villains on their separate IG accounts at Luke Weeks, at C-List Villainous Red, at C-List E-Man, and I am at AJ the Comic Collector. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next episode. <laughs>